0: I just kind of knew like you need to go marketing. You need to go do those hours in the cold, cold weather and like don't make any excuses and just yeah. get out there and get as many leads as possible and just kind of like remarketing those areas again, just making sure your like your your name is out there. So like people kind of pass around in the preseason.
1: Welcome Hey, leaders, I have an amazing young leader. We had a fantastic conversation with his name's Ian Shears. Ian actually spent three years as a window cleaner, then became a window cleaner production manager the last year he was a rookie operator one of our top rookie operators did over 200000 and as of that as of March 29th has two hundred thousand dollars already sold on his way to doing you know I imagine over 400 you know dollars five hundred thousand dollars while in full-time school so just incredible conversation that we had covering a vast vast majority of, of of issues one of the things we noted and we were sort of laughing about was he was 16 when he first started to work in our business and we recognized that actually that's not allowed and by the way we didn't know that at the time but now we there's a policy I believe in most provinces that people can't work on ladders until they're 17. so just if anyone noted that uh, notes that note we, we we discovered this uh just a few years ago and now there's a now there's something that prevents that from happening but really really helpful to have all the number of years and experiences that Ian's had to be able to create the results that he's having now so, you know why we do these podcasts is to attract amazing people like Ian into our business. So if you know anyone, please share the podcast. You can have somebody send out an email to me, Thompson at studentworks.com or go to studentworks.com to apply. We start our recruiting process, you know, really now we're adding people to our waiting list and many spots are very, very difficult to get recruited to and literally get filled out, out by September of 2023 or the summer of 2024. So if you're interested in our program, please start Conversations early. I hope you have a fantastic day and really enjoy this podcast. Okay, Ian, welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow Podcast. Great to have me. Thanks so much, Chris. Yeah, no, it's, I'm just I'm just awesome. Uh I know uh your story is really quite unique. And um, I know we were talking a little bit about it and we'll we'll dig in. So one of the questions we always start with is explain who you're like before the program.
0: Cool. Cool. Yeah. So basically like before I was like an operator here with student works, like I've always been around with student works. Like I was, I was actually in my first year when I was in grade 10, I saw there was like a Facebook post um, that was shared in like my, my mom was in a community group yep. and there was like a, like a window cleaner position. And this was back when I was in grade 10. And then there yep. was like the wage from, I think it was like starting at $13 an hour. to You can possibly make $20 an hour. Right. So I was like, um, Maybe maybe I'll apply for this and see see how that kind of turns out. Right. So basically like who I was before student works, like I do um I was like a window cleaner there from grade 10 grade 11 and then
1: we'll walk through that for fun so but who else were you what what were you doing that sort of thing other than student works okay yeah cool so I was basically
0: like um I was really into sports like I played basketball all my life and I also played hockey and then I was really just any kind of sports I could play like I'd play um yeah. so- soccer in the summertime with the guys if they needed an extra guy the team like I could I'd go and play like I was basically like super like athletic um mm-hmm. uh, sports is really kind of my thing and then uh, i also really like enjoyed school as well and also just kind of being out with my friends all the time Mm -hmm. so i really just liked being um like going out on the weekends with all my friends
1: Awesome, awesome. Okay, so so yeah, no, I thought it would be fun. Um, I, I, you know, it's one of those things where certainly I knew you'd been around a long time. You know, so so I had connected you and through your brother, et cetera, But it, it even goes further than that. So it's really pretty fun. So we'll walk through it. When Ian was was sixteen in grade ten, he worked for Andrew Newhook, who was our first operator of the year. Um, uh, sorry, first he, I think I think he was rookie operator of the year for window cleaning. Was yeah. that right? Yeah. I think yeah. he did like around 80,000 in this first yeah. year. So so, so yeah, yeah like, so he really, really stepped it up. Well, one of the cool things was we discovered there were no window cleaners in St. John's, Newfoundland. That's one of the things I remember just going wow, is this ever fantastic? And so I, I'm not sure what's happened since then, but, and then you went and worked for, so shout out, shout out Andrew Newhook, who's a great guy. And he's working now with Rydell, with uh, Andrew Sullivan, who is one of the top Rydell uh, performers. And then Kent Thornhill, who was a four-year opera he worked with when he was 17 and kent last year was our i think our number two or number three uh top performer kent's just a rock star he's been on the podcast before and he's then i don't too he's also <laughs> okay he's yes exactly yes so 18 you work with your brother okay and so why don't we actually stop and pause there a little bit so what was it like working with these different personalities with with andrew with kent with andrew well you kind of get like the um you can kind of see how everyone manages their work differently.
0: Yeah. You can kind of like take these little notes of like, okay, like he's really good at that. And then he's not so good at that. You can kind of like just make a big list of like, okay, yeah. like, there are a ton of things I can put in my toolbox to kind of just figure out like workers do a kind of look at your boss. Like, why are you doing that? That like, kind of thing. Like, yeah. cause like I was a worker for, a couple years and then I was a production manager and I just kind of learned a lot of stuff and put out like a lot of that kind of stuff into my toolbox. Yeah. So now when, when I'm now like my own boss, I can kind of look at my workers and kind of see it from their point of view that like, oh, he's, he's really making me go up and do this kind of tough spot on this house. or like, really like, um, I don't want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Me as a boss, I'm kind of like, yeah, I can totally see like what he means by like, he doesn't want to do that. Cause I used to be that back when I was a cleaner. Right. Right, yeah. <laughs> There's lots of different kind of things, lots of different like examples.
1: Yeah, I, you know I think that's wonderful. Is is you know one of the things we always like to think about as leaders is even if again it's it's wow, I really would like to be this type of leader. We can't just take try to become somebody else, you know. So it's the same thing with our people who we see flaws in, but it's just like picking that out and go, oh, Andrew was really good at this, Kemp was really good at this. Oh, so and so they they kind of weren't as strong in this area, so I can see the impact of when somebody isn't as strong or yeah. isn't as organized or isn't, you know, as, as focused on being on time or whatever it was. And uh, we don't need to name anybody, but then, like you said, you're putting that into your toolbox.
0: Yeah. And it really helps like, just like back in the day, like if like they were late a couple of minutes, like me as a yeah. worker, Oh geez. Like he's actually like late. Like that's, that's not good. Like as a boss. Yeah. Yes. Then, like now, now, like when I'm like, maybe if I'm late, like showing up last year with like all my paint and stuff and my material, yeah. yeah. like, I totally see what they're like. <laughs> like wow, yeah. Like,
1: Late, like, (laughs) yeah, this doesn't work. This doesn't work. Yeah, this is, yeah, and 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 by the way, as well, though, is remember, first of all, it doesn't work when we're late, and when we do make mistakes, many people just walk over it, right? So if we are late, we text them on the way. Well, we, we text yeah. them not while we're driving. We text them to let them know we will be late. And then we, when we talk to them, we restore our integrity with them. We apologize. We, you know, here's what I'm going to do. And, and again, maybe there's, there's time that was lost. We add that to the budget or whatever. We make sure that we're accountable to our team members and we don't walk over it. Um, and then people go, Oh, wow that's you know so and so accountable and and it's it's something that they can they can cope with and because again it's I remember doing we've had all sorts of uh you know feedback sessions with our workers in the past and the one common thing is is the budget fair is do they have the materials to do the work do they know how to do the work those three things it's not wages it's those three things that people consistently feel good about or not feel good about and feel supported in the business mm-hmm. 100%. so, so So tell me about the big promotion. So all of a sudden you became uh, your brother, who was again, by the way, shout out Andrew Shears, uh, a top performing uh, operator and uh, Mexico performer. And so um, with Andrew, what was it like being his PM and what extra things did you take on uh, in the operating of his business? And PM is production manager, just so for, for people who don't know.
0: Yeah. So basically, like, I worked with uh, New then I worked with Kent, then I worked with Andrew for one year, yeah. all like being window cleaners. And then, like, um, Andrew came back for his second year as a vet. And then I was actually his production manager. So I kind of took on like two crews. Mm-hmm. So I was basically kind of like bringing around the supplies, like the ladders, be there five minutes before they started every morning with the ladders, with the client manual, kind of go up, talk to the client, walk through like what they kind of went with, see if they want to yep. add up anything. Mm-hmm. And then, um, drop all the stuff off to the guys and then be to the next crew in a half hour with the do the same kind of thing. And with window cleaning, it's a bit different than painting. So you got to kind of mm-hmm. be like at three different jobs at one okay. like okay. day per crew. Okay. And having to do that with two crews, you kind of have like an average of like five and a half jobs a day. Okay. <laughs> the six jobs, you got to kind of drive back and forth to pick up the ladders, go to the other job for them as soon as you drop them off, the other crew got to be at the off. other place. Yeah. <laughs> then you got to go right back to them. So it's a lot of driving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's a lot of just making sure that you're like on time with everything and just scheduling with mm-hmm. crews. So Andrew was really good at scheduling the jobs to finish off like probably an hour in difference. So it gives me yes. kind of some time to even go get some lunch because eating, I find like eating in general, like just working with Student Works in the summer, it's very like challenging yeah. because you're just always on the go. So yeah. it just kind of, Having that like hour of time like within jobs is very good to just kind of drop get like go home get get a snack and then go right back go right back to work.
1: I recall that too. I remember one summer I dropped a bunch of weight. Yeah, you know, it just wasn't eating. You know, so not not good, not good leaders. We need to eat. So yeah, so no, well that's well, that's awesome. So seeing that, discovering that, the other thing that you got is a lot of client interaction, right? 100%. Client, client, client. You were obviously checking picking up checks or ensuring that the team picked up checks or, or payments before moving to the next uh, job as well.
0: Yeah, and just kind of making sure that the client's like super satisfied yeah. job in and, and about, like every single job that I'd go to, make the like do the walk mm-hmm. around um, just get them to fill out the client like feedback if it was like yeah. um if they weren't super happy with everything, you kind of figure out like why. And then you do like the best you can and stay an extra hour if you needed to. Awesome.
1: Awesome. And just so everyone's clear, we are the student works management program. Sometimes there's there's different people have. Oh, wow. Paintings this or window cleanings this. No, no, no. We're just red and we're awesome and we're both and we love both sides equally. And, uh, you know, one of the things I always like to point out is we have this business that in 2016 was probably we're we are doing a half million dollars with business and now we're doing you know this year we'll do eight million so it's like i i kind of like this window cleaning thing right you know and painting of course has grown as well but but it's just it's pretty exciting but you decided to jump the fence and jump over to the painting side what what had you what had you think about that was that just kind of try something new or what had you think about that totally like yeah what you just said like try
0: something new because like i was doing because I also did sales for Andrew too. I think I sold okay. like fifteen k or so for him okay. in the pre- too. So I'd be yeah. up door and him flat out, and then I'd get yeah. his uh, like numbers, do some calls, do some like eight points. And back then, yeah. like eight points was like <laughs> super super difficult. <laughs> like okay. <I> was, like <laughs> I'd hop on the phone. Like <laughs> it wasn't the same as now. But yeah. doing um am going and booking jobs. So I just kind of was like after four years of doing window cleaning, I kind of just got like kind of tired of like just doing. Yeah. Like, no Got painting, it. Painting. And the yeah. the franchise opened up, and I was just like, yeah, like let's let's try it out, let's just figure it out. So then, like when I'm older, I can kind of do <laughs> do everything. So, awesome, awesome. It, going back to like filling up my toolbox, I guess you could say. Just okay, it up per-
1: perfect, everything. perfect. I, I love that. And and then the other thing as well as I wanted to point is is first of all, the eight point phone call is a phone call that we do that covers. Eight really critical steps of the sales process to make sure that clients are, are are excited about you know working with our program and have all the information they need to make a decision on the day. The vast vast majority of sales uh, that we do, people decide on the on the day to go ahead with us. And so, so a big part of that is eight point phone calls. And what I want to point out was was Ian was really nervous a few years ago. Okay, so that that's normal. People are nervous. People are afraid. They do it anyway. That's how we get it. Now I'm sure Ian's. Not nervous at all, making oodles and noodles of calls, a huge part of his role now. So just super cool. So, so now we're finally getting to where we normally start with is, hey, so what do you think having four years of working with us has impacted you, you know, in, in your experience as a full on operator?
0: Well, I just kind of got like the glimpse of everyone's work ethic over those okay. four weeks and how much work you have to put into this. Like I lived with my brother when he was doing it for two years and I just know how much work you got to be putting in to yeah. get to your yeah. Like you can't be like if you have marketing from four to seven like you have to go marketing from four to seven if not then yeah. you don't get the leads and then you don't do those extra estimates that you want to because you don't have any leads to call so yeah. kind of just going back to like the start of like you need to be going and doing all this hard work in the preseason yeah. to get yeah. to your goals that you want to have and when you kind of promise work for everyone you need to kind of do that <laughs> so then yeah. you have work for everyone and um you do have to do that
1: extra bit in the preseason to yeah. ensure that so the big thing you get is you get a real live you and even more so for you cuz you live with your brother. And by the way, yeah. brothers yeah. and sisters uh, have have been a huge huge uh success in our program and and again because the brothers and sisters who don't want to put in the work don't apply and the ones that do apply so so my sister came and did it and she was very successful in the program so many examples of that uh where they'll well they'll come on and again they know the work they need to do and they they, they go and do it so that's a, that's a big thing and then it's just clear here's what i'm going to go do to win in the program so that's that's awesome so you know your first summer what did you learn that you didn't expect um, just how to like, like when actually like being
0: the boss, I guess you could say like versus yeah. just being the PM and stuff. I had a lot more, obviously, uh, a lot more to kind of take on. Mm-hmm. So I was also like, just like, I was super, like, I was always the nice guy, I guess you could say like, okay. if I were. so, but I also like had a guy that was like, I had a PM last year and he was like my right hand guy. Like he'd go out marketing with me every time I'd go out marketing. He'd do a lot of like hiring with me. He'd do some interviews with me, do some training. So he was always there with me. So it yeah. really helped the journey. But I'd always find like in the summertime when guys would show up late or guys would ask me to like go up and do like that dormer just right. because they didn't want to do it or like right. go up on that little peak and get like the little touch up. Like I'd be there. I'd show up right away. I'd be like, okay, right. guys, the way. And like that added up. Obviously mm-hmm. in the summertime, right? And I would I would be like, okay, because they the first time they asked me to do it, I would do it right away. I said, yes, yeah, sure. right. I'm going to be like a nice boss and I'm going to show up and do it for you guys. Right. And that times like 12 for a crew all summer, like it adds up a lot. So I was doing lots of like just painting, just kind of doing those things over the summer just because I didn't want to tell the guys to go do it right that's like a lot like a big huge learning thing that i learned from last year where i'm not going to be doing that this year and i'm (laughs) setting those expectations in may right and also just with like some guys like showing up late right consistently like i wasn't really hard on them the first time right and it was just kind of expected for them to you know it was okay for them to show up 10 15 late afterwards yeah because he's not going to say anything ian's a nice boss yes yes
1: (laughs) yeah exactly and so so distinguishing nice because you're you're not going to stop being a nice guy, Ian. Sorry, you know it's just not going to happen, right? So so just like Chris is going to be a nice guy, and we can also be hold people accountable, and we can train them effectively. So so number one, the first thing Ian's going to take is is I'm going to train my team so that I don't need to step into areas. I'm going to show them how to do it safely. I'm going to be there with them so that and maybe I'll I'll go and do that first one so that they feel confident. And they'll go here, come on up with me or here, you know, and and we'll we'll train them so that they can do it. And then they're going to actually feel better that they can do it. And they'll be going to be more capable. And then the first time we're going to set really great expectations about being on time and how impactful it is for now and in the future. And then if if they aren't on time, we're I'm going to deal with that. I'm going to, I'm going to coach them. I'm going to talk about impacts. I'm going to coach them just, just how your amazing coach uh, Luke and, 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 or Conrad, uh, you know, from last year, uh, Shadow Conrad, you know, will be, uh, will be there to, would coach you if you were late. And, and so, okay. so, so taking on the same, same strategies to really effectively do that. So that's that's awesome. So just so everyone knows, uh Ian did $225,000. So was one of our top operators, a rookie operator that that used to be the the record just a few years ago. So it's no longer the rookie record, but it used to be the record. So an amazing result and already is at $218,000 as of, you know, March 29th. So huge huge jump, you know, looking to, you know, double double his business, which is incredible. Um what was was it as hard as you thought it would be? Um, it definitely was like, but I kind of like knew how much
0: like I needed to put into the business because yeah. I've just been, I was working with a couple of the guys before. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of knew like, you need to go marketing. You need to go do those hours in the cold, cold weather and yeah. like don't make any excuses and just yeah. get out there and get as many leads as possible and just kind of like remarketing those areas again, just making sure your like your, your name is out there. So like people kind of pass around in the preseason. Exactly. And you also got to um, do all those interviews at the same time. And I also found myself like, because I took five courses in my first year last year, my winter semester, and I found it pretty difficult, like kind of scheduling my classes. And I also back then, like last year, I actually didn't even have a calendar. I didn't use Google there. Wow. Because Conrad was always telling me, like, you need to use a calendar. Like, you need a calendar this week? And I was like, nope, nope, I'm good without a calendar. <laughs> and I would just, like, <laughs> I would just kind of do it, like, day-to-day instead of, like, making a calendar. So that's yeah. definitely a I had this year. But, like, having to put all those different kind of things into, my my life without using a calendar and just, like, day-to-day was super difficult. Yes.
1: Very stressful, too. Like right? That's one of the big things that we see is, is the more structure we have, actually, the more freedom we have. The easier it is. Although it is understandably and Ian's hesitancy or reluctance to do it is many people's well GDI it never shows up i write things down and it never happens the way it happens so why do it you know when when no um if we don't have any structure then it it we we will accomplish way less with mo- way more stress so that's mm-hmm. why we have calendars
0: Hundred percent, and I also kind of had to like cut out a couple things in my life. Obviously, like going okay. out every weekend and just yeah. kind of like um, making my priorities straight, like with like, like um, my business. Mm-hmm. So like I had um I had to do around eight estimates, like six to eight estimates all last year um all summer like all the pieces yeah. of summer just to be kind of consistent and I found like if I was if I would go out on Friday or Saturday night like I wouldn't be able to do that right? yes. I just wouldn't be able to be productive exactly and it also makes it like super easy with uh, us here like in St. John's like we all live next to each other like yeah. we all live in five minutes of each other and we all run close to, like the same business yeah number wise so it's very it's very good for us to all like hold each other accountable or hold each other accountable and just kind of get tips from how like these guys are doing very good and like how they're going to be they're doing really good with sales or they're doing really good with like interviews and like recruiting and like just getting tips from them yeah so just one tip that like i got last year from michael was like just having big mondays in the summer okay so you start off your every single monday with like two or three quotes so then it just gets your confidence up for all week so like if you go sell 6k on monday yeah. then those extra other quotes that you have during the week like you're like okay i'm already at 6k mm-hmm. what can i do let's let's go for 20k this week let's try to let's like because you already have that confidence booster on monday yeah, yeah. something that i learned from michael and then like george told me about like the wednesday to wednesday calls and how yeah. you want to do calls like before wednesday for the weekend and like <laughs> and then like after we after wednesday you want to do your calls for next week and next weekend yes. like yeah, so it just living next to everyone like really helps you out and really makes it a, like that bit easier.
1: Yeah, because you're yeah. holding each other accountable and you're kind of going through it together cooperative, cooperative and competitive, because obviously everyone wants to be number one. And, you know, uh, we have a, no, a, a number of really, really special markets in our business. And St. John's for sure is one of them. You know, I, 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 there's six of us, six of us. Six, yeah. So four yeah, painters and two painters. two window cleaners, you know, all top performers. Uh, the only way that people get, we, we don't actually go on campus to recruit anymore in St. John's because the only way people get in are through the businesses you know typically like we're just hiring the production managers the top people from the businesses when somebody moves on and uh it's you know and I know I was up having uh dinner you know sort of it was just post pandemic so I was able to come out and 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 take take the group of operators in there and i I can't remember who it was whether it was kent or jackson or someone sharing chris this will be a referral market forever like you you don't believe how people think about this program and think about the people in this program people know about us know about how successful we are so it really really is amazing um and again there's just this this togetherness which is really helpful right and again it's really even great that, that that we've got um you know again people moving into to, to rydell which is which is a whole group of of our alumni operators running roofing businesses across the country so so again the the same network continues so it really is fantastic what what we've created everybody in st John, so so just yeah. awesome
0: and it also kind of just helps out too and like i'm recruiting for pms it's like look guys like i'm not going to be doing this forever you guys like i went through this as like before i was an operator like you yeah. learn so much as your mm-hmm. like pm so, like, this is kind of like an interview, where, yeah. like you're at a position, like, it, it yeah. really just helps me for like, my uh,
1: well, my hiring phase and just like, well, I was like dials for the summer. It, it, well, it so does. And, and again, it's, 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 you know, last year. We had identified the people who were going to be moving through. Uh, now, obviously, you know they still needed to be interviewed, et cetera. But they they had created really strong results in those businesses, so it was it was you know very very likely that they could go and create them in their own business. And and so that you're right, it is a really great motivator to not only have them come attracted to do the job, but then to do it really well because they know, or they should know, and I'm sure you'll tell them there's other people in George's business or whoever business right who are also huge business etc who are also doing and performing at a really high level so for that yeah. next spot available so so it's just next level which is awesome so what did you have to overcome to make you know the the, the huge season uh last year happen for you in your first year
0: um i definitely gotta say like I definitely had to cut out going out on weekends consistently. And like right. I found when I was doing this like last summer, I actually kind of got distant from my old friend group from okay. my high school. Like we'd always used to go out um just hang out every week. And like what I found when doing um when doing this last summer, I just couldn't get out to go hang out with them like consistently. Every week, because I had to um, just focus on my business, and I found like I had to kind of sacrifice um, that in order to kind of take advantage and pursue my business. And it definitely yeah. is like a real thing, just cutting out like cutting out things, it's like yes. your parties, and it it definitely kind of like sucks because it was like a like yeah. super close friend group, but like yeah, <laughs> they're definitely they're definitely still there. I just gotta yes. I was-
1: <laughs> yeah, and and it's and it's one of those things where. You know, think about, you know, one of the things I always try to say is, well, think about the big future you want, you know, what, you know, 40 and you want, hey, you know, typically the people who are attracted to our program want, hey, I want to be really set up and really successful and, and have a successful, you know, family and business or leader in a business or leader in something. And so will I be able to just go out, and just party and sleep all day, you know, on, on a couple of days a of weekend? Go, yeah, no. So it's like, well, the sooner I kind of manage that. And so, okay, hey, I can still go out, but maybe not go out or not, maybe not go out. Go out less. Go out with less drinks. Go out and and then and and again if if you know if there are those times you know again St. Patty's Day just happened a little while ago. I was chatting with a couple operators who who took a weekend off because it was their birthday. Okay, great. And then they're going to go put their focus on their business and really really drive forward. And and that you know successful people make make sacrifices. And you know again it's the same thing as an athlete. I used to to swim. We'd have swim meets. Well. You can't go drinking at a swim meet or sorry, before the swim meet, you're certainly yeah. not going to swim very well. Um, so so it, it just doesn't it just doesn't work. So it's like taking those sacrifices, making those sacrifices. So you can step forward and getting the results that you're getting.
0: Yeah. And I was I was like the best at kind of like just going out and not having a couple of drinks. I like got totally yeah. cut like if it was like, if it was like yeah. something I do like half fast, like if I could go there and just kind of have a couple of drinks, I, I wouldn't do it. I would yeah. just be like, either I go do it or I don't. <laughs> <laughs> He's from St.
1: John's. He's from St. John's. <laughs> and like I found
0: myself being like super focused on my business that I would just yeah. never do. It. Just be like, no. Nope. Yeah. If I go out, yeah. I'm not going to have it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not a
1: couple chairs. That's not an option. There's no gear two. There's no gear two for Ian. So, no. I no. no. <laughs> really cut it out. I had to. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I love, I love that. Hey, leaders. I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. Since we started this podcast, every person you've heard from has been one of the incredible alumni of the Student Works Management Program. In large part, that's how I got to meet these amazing people and participate in their development. Starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down the path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. Now back to the episode. It is pretty amazing. You know, you're on the podcast, you know, first of all, you had a really successful summer, but wow, it's like number one right now. Okay. Uh, We'll see what at the end of the summer, but number one right now, already at where we are, uh, you know, over, you know, basically, you know, $218,000 by, by, you know, late March. So how have you shifted your business to such an extent in your second season?
0: so there's definitely a couple of things we can talk about here so um like I, I actually just in the september me and george actually decided to move out and like live together okay. and we definitely like in the pre like in like the pre-preseason like september and november we really talked about how we can kind of implement new things into um into the business for the summer right and it is george's idea and i kind of like took it from him so thanks george so he he actually decided to have different production managers for every crew instead of one production manager. Okay. So basically we were doing a ton of interviews and what that production manager consists of is like he would run like 120,000 worth of revenue in a crew and he would do like... Two week out calls, he'd do the paint orders, he'd do the, the collection, he'd bring around all the supplies, he'd delegate the crew kit to one of the painters, and then like the paint the like one of the other painters would go pick up the paint at Dulux every Monday. So like right. everyone in the team would have a role. Right. And they would just be a team of three all summer. He'd be the production manager, he'd get the checks, like yeah. he'd go through the, the uh the client manual at the door, and it just makes life so much easier because yeah. the PM that I used to be like you for two crews or three crews that you had to go back and forth with, yeah. So find the time to go back and forth all day. And it's so exhausting, honestly. Right. So having a production manager for a specific crew makes it very, he's super focused on his crew and yes. how professional crew can be. right? So, so basically like just with that aspect of recruiting, we kind of like me and George focused on just doing that for this summer. So I have three great guys that are hired for PMs right. and uh, we actually just finished uh, like max launch. I got them like super, I got them to fill out in like a big max launch document. Awesome. So just to kind of get them like set and like dialed and set the tone again for the summer. Okay. So that was kind of just on the recruiting side of things. And, and um, so, so
1: just so everyone knows a max launch is a document that we, uh, have, have created and used really for for decades about how do we launch our business and just structuring around their school and around what their commitments are and their marketing goals and their sales goals and all the different targets are real expectations management documents so people know what what what's expected of them so other other things they're make making the next thing and are, like are, are they involved in the recruiting sorry sorry in the marketing of the business as well ian
0: yeah so i have so one guy's actually um one of my pms is actually not here he's gone away for school for hockey so okay. he's back at the end of april so he's not affiliated with marketing because he's not here yeah uh, the other two guys like i got them going out like six six hours a week usually because that's just awesome. what they kind of, what can fit in their schedule and then so they go out six hours a week and i also implemented this this year because last year I was reluctant to use <laughs> use things like calendar and use things <laughs> like... Calendar. So this year I actually do use a calendar. And this year I yeah. also use um, the marketing map, like the Google My Maps. Okay. So I have a Google My Maps with like all the, the streets and everything like on it. And when you go yep. out, like I'll send a route to my production manager, hit this area. And then yep. when he hits that area, and if he knocks on every single house on that whole road and they all answer and say no, hmm. he'll draw it in like a green line. So like that that road is like 100% hit. You can't really go back and do it for another couple of weeks. Right. And then if you have like a street and three full exterior houses that definitely need to be painted don't answer the door, you kind of put that street as yellow. Okay. So you highlight the street yellow, and then you kind of put in the notes like number house number two, house number seven, and house number like 23. They all need to be re-knocked on in the near future. Like So if you're just out in that area, make sure to go knock on it. And then with my PMs being super great, they made those yellow lines green very fast so they awesome. would be like going and hitting those areas if they were going to their friend's house in that area they they just go knock on that house because they, oh, they needed to go because it was just something in those like in the map it was like okay yeah. this little yellow definitely needs to be hit you're taking over this area so you got to go hit that area so they kind of knew that they had to go hit this house if they're around the area. Fantastic. So that was um, that's something that's really great for me for yeah. for like the uh, the marketing map. That was something that I'm, that I changed from like last year, and it's definitely like helped me out a lot with just knowing exactly where we hit and yeah.
1: also having things underneath me just to kind of point them out to where to go. Fantastic. And then one of the other things is, is just looking at, um, you've already got, you know, $75,000 worth of business that you've booked is, is non canvassing. So, so how's that gone? And what's worked really well for you, sort of the outside of the canvassing? So, So the biggest thing you've done that I hear is, first of all, I recruited people and remember canvassing in Canada this time of year is like super cold weather, super windy, really challenging. So, you know, having people who want to take a senior role in your business say, Hey, I'll do that with you, Ian. And I, and I, and by the way, as well, Ian's out with them and they go out and crush it. And so far, they've already had 180 leads, set up 52 estimates, book 31 jobs from that. But what about the other aspects that are also adding on to your business?
0: And I guess I can also just go back to the marketing. Like I've been Please. cross with my um, with the window cleaner, Nick Dylan. Been- All right, Nick. Yeah. time like, I go marketing. It just helps me get motivated. And it's also just fun too. like. Yes. Going across marketing with him, so that that helps a lot. Yeah, um, and then you also want to talk about how um, just I, through like, Facebook
1: marketing, etc. How's that? How's that been working?
0: Yeah, so basically, like I, um, I had an idea of getting out there super super early. So in November and October, I posted an ad on Facebook, mm-hmm. just saying like, "Hey, I'm booking in for May, offering fifteen yeah. percent off <laughs> for uh, for May for super right. super early booking." to get it done early in the summer and i got so many people like reach out to me i got so many different like people because there, there wasn't any other like and no one else was posting ads in like november and october okay so maybe i'll just kind of get out there and see if see what's out there like yeah. i can put in 20 bucks a day for two weeks and just see what's there and i got a lot and like every single lead that i got earlier was like just full exteriors like just houses that just want to wow. get done so um i basically built my like clientele early in november and october with lots of full exteriors that were even just like yeah i'm super interested how long is the discount until can you reach out at the end of december and then i was like 100 just because you reached out now i can still offer you that 15 percent off just for showing interest and then i go there in the end of december like early january and book them
1: in so it really helped me out just build that clientele list just getting out like early fantastic and so one of the things um is why don't we dig into that actually is, is the fall because, you know, so, so here's this, you know, uh, rookie operator who, you know, crushes it in his first season. And, and one of the things that we do is we have a structure where they keep meeting with their coach. So you kept meeting with Luke on a week, week to week basis. So how did that impact your, your, your fall? You know, what did you put into place? How, how, what's, what, what things did you do?
0: Yeah, so he was always just kind of like on us to get out door knocking and like just okay. of canvassing. And I was kind of just like, hmm, like I've been posted on Facebook, like I am <laughs> i don't need to go door knocking. So sure. I didn't go door knocking as consistent as I should have. Right. But I did to start going door knocking in December. And I did get a bit of um, a couple clients, but mm-hmm. there was just a lot of snow. And everyone's just I found like in December, like they're just super focused on like Christmas. Christmas, and then yeah. about May, which is like fair yeah, enough. even yeah. though, like it might be a story. I'd still yeah. definitely like I'd knock on the door. They'd be like, no, like it's it's Christmas time, like yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe come back in two months, and I got that a lot. So okay. then I in my map, I would draw that as a yellow area and then okay. it in two months and we got a ton of leads. So it, I guess it's it, you can go back to just saying like getting your name out there. So like, yeah. oh, yeah you guys were there two months ago. Like, yes, we told you to come back two months ago and here you are. <laughs> awesome. Awesome.
1: And, and just to just be clear as well for our operators, um, Luke would have been doing that for people like Ian and other top performing operators who look to be running, their goals would be like four or $500,000 seasons. So a lot of operators, there's no focus on, you know, specific, specifically canvassing or, but there's focuses maybe on improving their habits, improving their, their you know, their structures like, okay, learning and let, let's practice using a calendar or or when you say you're going to go to the gym, go to the gym or different different types of things that they're focused on during the fall so that it really can make a difference for that second season. So anything else before we move on, some of these other broader topics, anything else that you think would be helpful for um, young leaders or people running the business, any other things things about how you're running your business this year? I definitely have one like big topic.
0: Awesome. <laughs> so last year, I think my booking percentage on paper, like when I put it in Simon, was probably like a 74% or something. And right. that would be when I actually did put in my quotes. So as being the nice guy, yeah. <laughs> once again, I probably my booking percentage was probably in the 60%, like 60 okay. 65%, just because of the fact every single eight point I would do, they'd be like, no, I'm not making on the time. I don't want to be pressured. And I was like, oh, certainly not. I'll be there anyways. Like, <laughs> and I just show up going to quotes that I knew I wouldn't book. Okay. So I book like 10 quotes every week. And I'd you know, book only like six of them or so. And the okay. four of them that I'd go to that wouldn't book told me on the phone that they're not going to book. Ah. And then I'm and then I'm just like, yeah, well, I'll go see what I can do. And every time I could <laughs> try and see what I could do, if I wasn't very good at doing that. So. <laughs> So just be like a big change this year was just really like me, like understanding that my time is like super valuable. Yes. And I do have a ton of quote opportunities on the weekend. Like I do get a lot of people now still saying they're, get, they're getting other quotes. And yes. I'm just kind of like, hey, you know, like um, basically like in the short, I don't want to waste my time. I obviously don't say it like that. But I just kind of, you know, I I don't want to, um, if I have anyone else that would be able to make a decision, like I'd obviously want to kind of take them on. And um, I could say like, yeah, I can come by for three o'clock. And then like maybe on Friday, I'll just say, hey, you know, I did actually have some guy that only had three o'clock for tomorrow that was able to make a decision like and um, was in a position to take advantage of the discount. So maybe we can reschedule for some time in the future when you were able to make a decision and make it so like you're not being like a a mean guy, like kind of rescheduling. Just saying that you really want them to kind of be in a position to take advantage of that discount when you do come by, and most people are kind of like, yeah, okay, like, yeah, maybe, maybe you're right. Like, I will maybe go get those other quotes beforehand.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. I think that's really, really powerful, and it's and it's you know when I when I was looking uh, connecting with Luke Luke, uh, which is uh, Ian's district manager and our coach, and I asked uh, what's the thing that most is outstanding about Ian or one of the things, and he, he basically said con- incredibly consistent with his inputs. In keeping high estimate numbers. So the only way to be incredibly consistent is, you know, again, your full-time student is I've got to say no to some people, you know, it's going after those yeses. And so, so it's one of those things with, with our customers where, Hey, I'm, I'm, while running a you know while running a business I'm in school so I only have so many times so so I want to attend to the customers who are ready to make a decision so that I can book them in if you're if you don't have all the information that's totally okay I'll put you on my list I'll call later when do you think you'll have all that information and then you're really really focused on those high priority customers that again are able to move forward to be able to make a decision and it's one of the real keys that really drives success in our business yeah Hundred
0: percent, and just like take like just understanding that like your time does your time. Yes,
1: well, well. Otherwise, you wouldn't be like uh, one of the you know already done seventy five estimate. So that wouldn't be possible, and created two hundred and fifty leads. So that wouldn't have been possible had you been saying yes to people who couldn't say yes back to you, right? So, so you know, it's not about being nice. It's just about you know, uh, you know, driving results for your business. You know, and and that means. For all the team members you're gonna have, for all the customers who are you're gonna serve and get great paint jobs in St. John's uh this summer. So how do you think all these skills that you're you're developing are gonna help with your career?
0: Um definitely like I find just with like um having a ton of people like under me with like the PM roles and then um just having to do a ton of estimates during the week, like I find like just being very organized, like really mm-hmm. does help out when you have people underneath you. Yeah. Because if you're like all over the place, and this is also something I kind of like picked off from like being a window cleaner back in the day, like just yeah. being like, very organized, it really does like pay dividends with your like workers when you have workers underneath you, because you can't really be out of integrity when you do have workers
1: that you
0: promise that yeah. like, you make promises to. Well, so,
1: you, 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 by the way, I'm glad that you can't, but you can, and people are, and it just doesn't work. And then there are people quit they don't perform as high high level, customers aren't as happy. So so again, it's but I love how you're putting it. and and I I find it the same way. By the way, yes, both of us were on time for for our uh for our our podcast this morning, right? And it, and it just those things just make it workable. So it's like here's the standard that we're going to hold to hold ourselves to so that hey, I'm taking I'm you know, I'm respecting Ian's time. Ian's respecting my time we we have a powerful interview we go on uh ian's got it. I, i'm sure he got estimates today to go do so and i've got a bunch of uh, calls to make as well so so what about what key habits would someone want to steal from you
0: just i guess being able to like balance a lot of things in like your everyday like life i guess i, I yep. find myself like able to do that pretty well um and like it all kind of comes back to using your calendar too so just kind of like going to the gym like i like to go to the gym like five or six times a week okay and for, like I usually schedule out for two hours. So I might go only for an hour and a half or so, but I like to just have that in my calendar that if I did want to go on the treadmill for an extra 20 minutes afterwards, like I can, I can. So Mm -hmm. basically like just going to the gym for around like two hours a day, marketing, Mm -hmm. also doing estimates and then doing like school. And then I also moved out. So going back to visit my parents every couple of days during the week. And then also like I have a girlfriend too. So just fitting all of those things into like day to day can yeah. be very very like chaotic. Yes. <laughs> so just kind of like being able to um fit everything in your day to day and like during your week like just making sure that you do kind of fit in all your priorities throughout the week.
1: Exactly. And that calendar helps. Yeah, and that like a comfortable balance. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so anything before we ask my final question, anything else you'd like to share with our leaders? Um
0: Basically, just like it comes down to consistency and like integrity. And like when you do, um, when you do have these big goals, you do have to be super consistent and just making sure that like every week matters. Because when mm-hmm. you, have, you have these big goals, you kind of got to have to go back to like, what, I, what do I have to do today and tomorrow and the next day and the next day, you kind of have to go back to like micro versus like the big macro goal, you kind of have to go back to like what you have to do every single day which will make your weeks be like this, which will make your months be like this. You kind of have to go back and figure it out what, what you have to do day to day, not month to month or like week to week. So awesome. it's kind of being consistent like that way.
1: Fantastic. And so so finally, uh, when you think of a leader of tomorrow, what do you think of Ian? Um, <laughs>
0: this, is, this is a cool question.
1: Um, I'd probably say like someone who
0: wants to like help out others like in their journey. So like if you got like a big end goal and you want to own like a huge business in like the long term, Just having people on your side to do that with you, like while you're while you're going through and just helping others others like throughout your
1: journey. That's probably like one thing that I would kind of say. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So I love I I love that helping out other people, you know, because when we're helping out other people, we just feel really great right like and so then one of the things clearly that you get from this conversation with Ian is how much energy it takes to actually perform at a really high level. Ian is going to have an unbelievable summer this year. It takes an enormous amount of energy. And if we're just doing it for ourselves, it's really hard to create all that energy. But Ian's doing it for his team members and his PMs who want to be leaders in the business in the future and want to have great careers in the future. He's doing it for all his happy customers and the workers that he has there. So it's, it's, it's like we're giving to other people. And of course, Hey, profit falls through, but it just, just feels great when we're doing it that way.
0: Yeah. And it's actually like super crazy how much you can actually delegate to good people. Yes, like absolutely. With all these, with all these production managers that I've done interviews for, like they're great. Like they, they want all this work that they can get. They want to make that Extra money that like the average student won't like full make. Like, yes. like they want to do all this extra work. So it's crazy to be like, okay, well, you have to do this, 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 like times 10. Yeah. Then they're like, Yeah, that sounds great. But yeah. like, they yeah. want to do. It. So it's yeah. great. It's crazy how much it, you can
1: delegate to good work Yeah. Yeah. And remember, um, just, just so everyone's listening, it's they want it and they want it because it's their interest as well. Their income's going up, their learnings going up, their big futures going up. So it's just like Someone could look at, wow, look at how how much Ian's taking on for student works management program. Yeah, he's going to run a five hundred thousand dollar business or whatever. You know, for sure, over four hundred thousand dollar business. Is that ever incredible, and it is incredible. And those all those goals are aligned all the way up. You know, from from you know the company uh, you know uh, is interest all the coaches, all the all the admin team, all the all the all the operators, and then throughout the the, the workers to create these fantastic results. Ian, thanks so much for grabbing an hour with us and making a difference and making a contribution to uh, to everybody listening to our podcast.
0: Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Fantastic. Have an awesome day. All right. Thanks so much.
1: Hey, leaders. I hope you enjoyed this episode. By now, you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down their path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, Visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply, and I can't wait to see you on the other side.